Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and we get together about twice a week to chew on God's Word, to chew on biblical principles, Christian character, etc., etc. And this week, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Lou. Ah, Merry Christmas. Lou is with us. Lou, you are my Christmas boy. You're... (laughs) What does that mean, Chris? <laughs> you 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 were voluntold as yeah. tribute to do a Christmas episode. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, Merry Christmas, to all of you guys. This episode will be out uh, this Friday, so it'll be just a couple of days before Christmas. So I hope you're seeing it and that you'll give it a listen because I think Wait, Friday that's Christmas. This Friday? Oh yeah, yeah. That's Saturday is Christmas Eve. Wow. Yep. It's it's almost nauseating. Like there's motion sickness. How time fast is, time is moving yeah. quite quickly. Yeah, I'm not about it. <clears throat> yeah. Which is why it's all the more important to be really intentional with our time and with our actions and especially with our families, but also with ourselves. Um, so this week, because it's Christmas and because of the sweet, sweet jingle bells a jingling, I thought, hey, Lou, let's talk about Christmas and what it's all about. <laughs> and we all know sure. what, what Christmas is all about. It's about Jesus, but oh. the birth of Jesus. I was going to say gifts. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I wanted to spare you. (laughs) Spare you the The shame. Yeah, Yeah. the shame. No, yeah. All about Jesus. It's all all about Jesus. And as you know, we are forgetful people. Yeah. Just all of us. Mm -hmm. But I think Christians are maybe, we're aware of it in a different way sometimes because we have this, we have these biblical standards and biblical truth and expectations in our mind that we are constantly striving towards with Mm -hmm. the help of the spirit. And so when we forget and life gets harder, we struggle or we miss something, we go back to God's word. We go back to these things. And so I wanted to talk about what function uh, Christian tradition plays in a Christian's life and how maybe we can apply those principles to our lives, especially in the Christmas season. Yeah. Well, I think you bring up uh, a a great point in saying that we're forgetful people um, and how we as followers of Jesus like always want to come back to God's word um, to remind us of truth and how we should live and conduct ourselves as a follower of, of Jesus. Um, but... Uh, <clears throat> God knows that we're forgetful people, and so he he doesn't just give us um, his word, mm-hmm. but, you know, he even um, himself instituted traditions. Like, if you think back, I think one of the first ones with the Exodus mm-hmm. and the Passover and and how they're to do this in remembrance of what God did. And when I was in Israel, I actually had the opportunity to sit in on their remembering their tradition of that. And, um, you know, they have uh, a whole litany of things that they say and prayers that they pray. And um, they were able to do it just from rote memory because even as little children, they practice this tradition, Mm -hmm. right? And so they've heard it countless times throughout their life. Um, And, you know, I think within the Protestant tradition, uh, at least with the vein that I grew up in, um, there can be a little bit of a, a poo-pooing on mm-hmm. tradition because it's like, oh, well, it's 
it lacks meaning or yeah, it's a rote, it's repetitive, it's yeah, soulless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which that's a valid critique, um, if done wrong. But if you look at your own daily life, you have traditions, mm-hmm. um, whether you realize them or not, and that shapes you. Yeah. Um. So I think, just like you said, we're forgetful people. Um, traditions are very important and it's very important for us to consider them and give thought to them Mm -hmm. so that we can like uh it's almost like um we can we can shape um our future selves does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah so rather than just like doing whatever we do and then that just shapes us we can give thought to like oh how do i want to practice let's say christmas yeah how do i want to practice the advent season um this year and in subsequent years so that I keep Christ at the forefront, so that um, my family feels loved and cared for, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. So, One thing that you remind me of is a principle in the book called You Are What You Love by James yeah. K.A. Smith. And in that context, he's talking about liturgies, which are like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I would say they're they're almost essentially connected to traditions in a way like they're of the same substance in some sense. Um, And one of the things he talks about in that book is how effectively you are, you are participating in a liturgy in a repetitive tradition in a thing that forms you and, and it's happening regardless if you're conscious of it or not. Yeah. So, you know, on one hand you can face tradition or um, liturgies or these these rote behaviors and go, well, that's not authentic or that's not genuine. And we've talked about that. I think probably some on the podcast mm-hmm. with like postmodern thought and how like the self is the most important thing to express. Right. But the reality is you're, you're at something's mercy. So why not be ahead of that and say, I'm going to intentionally build these patterns or these liturgies in my life, these traditions that inform who I want to be tomorrow or in 10 years we typically want a microwave personality where it's like beep, boop, beep, boop. And I'm fit <laughs> and I'm charismatic yeah. and I'm so funny. And I've got a, a parlor trick that I can do at parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I always think of those guys and gals who do the dances and I go just on social media, you know, oh, okay. just popular yeah. dances. And like what we don't see is them standing in front of a mirror for yeah. several hours right. learning that dance. Right. That is silly, <laughs> but we like the product. It's yeah. funny and whatever. Yeah. Yep. So um, as we, you know, barrel towards Christmas and when they listen to this, they're only a couple of days away and it's not sure. too late. Um, it is it is there something that we can consider as we look at Christmas, this Advent season that goes beyond obviously the presents, although the presents are nice and they're fine and they show value and generosity or the advent calendars, which who doesn't love chocolate? But yeah. at some point, those all of those things fall short or they they can kind of deform what the season is around. Yeah, um, for for sure. So I I think you you're absolutely right. Liturgies do shape us, do form us. And as like a worship pastor, I'm typically thinking of liturgies within like the Sunday morning context, yeah. and that's what we do. And I give thought to that and and that is shaping us to some degree. Um, but yeah, we also have these ones outside of Sunday morning. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, helpful way to think that is like liturgy tradition, kind of on the same level. And we are products of what we do. So how can we be more um, intentional mm-hmm. about uh, how we're shaping ourselves and our families? 
um, during the Advent season, I think a good question to to ask is before we think about processes, um, like what should I be doing? Mm-hmm. We should be thinking like, what's the end goal? Like, if I could have my ideal Christmas scenario, yeah, Hallmark, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I like that morning, uh, or maybe even better? the the evening christmas evening or the day after um what would i want that to look like mm-hmm. what would i want to feel i think typically you know i was telling my kids this because they're looking so forward to christmas and they're kids and so they know that they get gifts and yeah they're all excited about that but normally in my experience the the most joy is received in the anticipation mm-hmm. of the gift like your your joy level is probably the max like as you're opening it and then you know it's like oh yeah that's great i love the gift but it's like diminishing returns right right? um so if we rely just solely on gifts but we want to have a great christmas experience that's not going to be that's not going to hit the end goal Mm -hmm. you know i think back as a kid and probably one of the most satisfactory um christmases was when for one, there was a renewed zeal in my family over Jesus mm-hmm. uh, and living according to his ways. I think my dad had recently become saved. Um, and and also along with that, there was a large amount of generosity. And so um, we were, and I remember clearly, I, I wasn't really thinking about what am I able to get, but what am I able to give? Mm-hmm. And which reminds me of what Paul said about what Jesus said, even though we don't ever have that saying of Jesus in the gospels somewhere, Paul heard it, but it's more blessed to give Mm -hmm. than to receive. And so if you're thinking through, and I think this is just a helpful practice, but like, what do I want my Christmas to look like? And Mm -hmm. then like reverse engineer it from there. So, um, uh, so with that being said, I think, and some of this might just be cliche, but I also think there's some validity or truth to that. Cliche for a reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive, okay, well, um, then what can I do? Like, what ways can I give and not be thinking about what I'm going to get? Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be like monetary, like gifts. Like Mm -hmm. uh, gifts, but like, I don't have to spend money necessarily. I think of the five love languages and one of them is words of affirmation. My father-in-law, that's how he receives love and you can get him a gift and that's great. He'll appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes when my wife writes, um, writes to him, um, she'll write him like a two page long letter of all the things that she appreciates about him and all the things that he done, he's done and those end up getting framed on his wall. Mm-hmm. And it means way more to him than if I was to go and buy him something. Right. Or she was to buy him something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah you get a Cabela's gift card and you use it and you go, wow, that, that was nice. I like that. Um, but the, it does have a disconnect from, I think, something that hits the soul different. Mm-hmm. And for, for myself, for me and my family we have uh, this vision and we're not there. You know, we're maybe taking the first couple steps. Our kids are single digits still, although we should 
we should still start now instead of waiting is how do we, how do we cultivate affection for Christ in this season? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, part of that is generosity. Part of that is acknowledging that um, by the grace and goodness that I've received through Christ, then I can give mm-hmm. and pour out you know, onto other people and in their lives. And I think that's changed a lot since I've had kids where there's nothing I really need. There's very few things I actually want. I don't know what's happening. I might be sick or something, yeah. but like my want is broken in, in a lot of ways. And, that's great. and so really it's like, okay, like I just want to see my kids light up, mm-hmm. but I wonder, and maybe you can comment on this. Is there a danger where we can actually hurt by, by, expressing that generosity in a way that isn't helpful for our kids? Um, I think that there is. Um, I think, at least in my mind, and I don't think I'm alone, when we immediately, I think we, and I'm saying, I guess church people, when we think about being generous and giving, um, we start thinking like angel tree Mm -hmm. um, or like food boxes, which those things are or the Don't, bells at the at the grocery store. Yeah, the, people the Salvation with the bells. Army yeah. <laughs> bells. Um, but I, I think that that can uh, that that can also do some harm mm-hmm. potentially because um, we're not relegated just to be generous towards those um, you know who aren't necessarily in the same affluent situation mm-hmm. that we are. Um, it can almost create kind of like a, uh, it can create like a hierarchy in mm-hmm. my mind. Um, now, that being said, my kids love doing that and they get a lot of joy and satisfaction out of that. But, you know, what if you were to think through like, okay, how could I bless my neighbors? Like my, mm-hmm. like the people literally living next door, um, you know. Uh, I'm going back to my childhood again, but my dad used to bake bread and um, he'd only bake bread like one time out of the year and it'd be for Christmas and it'd be this like really delicious cinnamon bread and Mm -hmm. he'd put icing on it and stuff. But he had a whole list of people that he would then go and deliver it to Mm -hmm. and people still remember that. And some of those people were my neighbors and um, as a kid, I'm not sure. And we lived out like a five acre farm. So we kind of had to like walk or drive to get them to the bread to them. Um, but that created relationships that, you know, lasted. Well, for as long as they were alive, mm-hmm. you know, like I'd walk by their house and they'd come out to meet me and we'd sit and we'd con- uh, conversate and we'd have a relationship. Yeah. So, um, it, we, it, it can just be towards your neighbor. It could be towards your coworker. Like what if you were to write your coworker, like a really nice, note it doesn't have to just be to the poor although that's great yeah right yep yeah and i think it's connected to something beyond itself i think that's a helpful thing to consider and so maybe one could consider that for christmas and they look at their traditions and they go okay what do these point to beyond themselves Mm -hmm. you know what does that fruit cake really mean to me you know (laughs) the only i've only met one person who likes fruit cake knows my dad And I look at fruitcake. Sorry if there's anybody who likes fruitcake who's listening to this. I don't get it. Even the <laughs> Do best you like of fruitcake? us. No, no. It looks it looks gross. Right? I also don't like uh, green bean casserole. Okay, well that's weird. Or stuffing. 
I, I feel like I need to leave the room. Yeah, well, in uh, <laughs> only a few minutes, you will be able to. You'll be free. Um, I think some really good, just really nuts and bolts practical things can be, you know, spending five minutes reading through the first chapter oh, to yeah. of Luke. Like as Christmas a family. morning? Yeah, yeah. as oh, a family. Yep. Pray together for that day, for that year. Um, I really find in the same way that what we do and what we see form us, that um, anytime we can point our eyes upward, mm-hmm. you know, heavenward towards the, the Lord and his glory and his goodness, that by the work of the spirit cultivates an affection and appetite. So even simple things like that, that you go, I sometimes I'll read to my kids mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is good stuff. And they are not just checked out, <laughs> but executing guerrilla warfare on my lap with each other. And I just want to send them to the moon. Um, I threaten that all the time. And they say, dad, will you really send us to the moon? I'm like, no, I don't have, I don't have the means yeah. to do that, but <laughs> maybe someday. Um, but I have to remind myself, like, this is a cumulative effect yeah. that is pointing their eyes upward and says, oh, dad, dad really showed us this was important to yeah. really invested this way. So are there some yeah. things that you think? Yeah, like um, that's what my in-laws do and and have done uh, every Christmas morning um, before we open gifts. Uh, my father-in-law reads through Luke two, and that is tradition. Yeah, it's just what we do. And and um, nowadays it's like a whole mixture of people and backgrounds because you know everybody's married and, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, but it's what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I think. It's really good. That's something simple. And I think you're absolutely right. There's a cumulative effect to it um, for sure. Yeah. So one thing I get overwhelmed with is feeling, seeing where I want to be, mm-hmm. seeing all the distance between where I'm at and where I want to be. And I think that can be really, that can paralyze you, yeah. right? Oh, for sure. So you go, wow, my perfect Christmas is A, B, and C. And we leave singing, you know, wonderful worship songs and hymns and my children, you know, all of these elaborate things. And then it doesn't happen to think what the amount of work we have to do to get there. Um, But if you start this year, you know, add a couple new things into your Uh tradition, no matter how, whether you've got kids or you don't, or how old they are and uh, trust the Lord to produce the fruit in the, in all of our lives. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And keeping um, Jesus front and center and then, keeping his people mm-hmm. front and center, you know, it's, uh, and I talked about, cause I just preached this last Sunday and talked about kind of like, um, I guess consumerism, like generically, but sure. It's really sad when we, like we go to the, uh, grocery store or we go to the store and it's like, everybody has this mentality of like rushing and like, I got to get this and oh, cutting yeah. people off in traffic Chaos. or in the, in the line. And, um, and you say people are basically good. Really? (laughs) (laughs) You believe that? (laughs) Uh, but it's sad because it's just, and I get it. People are in a hurry, but, um, you know, particularly in this season, we remember Christ and Christ loved people Mm -hmm. that we would do that, um, to one another. So taking the time to, um, to look people in the eye, Mm -hmm. you know, treat them as humans. And yes, I know that you will, you will be in a hurry, but, um, I think you'll be more pleased with the results if you were patient and kind to them as opposed to, and not you. I mean, you may be eventually being hurt. I'm talking to you. Once or twice. Listener. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, 
Anywho. And that applies to even more so, maybe sometimes the ones closest to us. In yeah, addition to they that get the guy in the grocery store. They get the unfiltered version. Oh, they right? do. Yeah. Your family, especially yeah. your spouse if you're married. Yep. And your kids can sometimes get the most unguarded, yeah. you know, fleshy side of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slashes out. For well, sure. I think uh I think we covered it. We solved it. We fixed Christmas. We got Christ back in Christmas, so everyone can say Merry Christmas now instead of Happy Holidays. 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully you guys are encouraged, and this gives you a reminder of some really practical ways that you can incorporate tradition as a way of forming the environment around your Christmas celebration and pointing everyone's hearts towards Christ so that uh, we can glorify Him and honor Him and uh, treat each other with love and care as Christ said, that was the second greatest commandment. So, yeah. All well, right, Lou. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, listener. Merry I hope Christmas. you have a Merry Christmas. Beat you. Dang it. I'm going to edit that in post and put it, <laughs> <laughs> put it after my Merry Christmas. All right, you guys. We will see you, hear you. I won't actually do any of those things. You'll hear me and somebody else probably after the new year. So, wow. Yeah. 2023, here we go. I'm come. getting motion sick all over again. All right, you guys, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week, so please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples. 